It's Thursday night, Coach. It's Thursday night. Again. Already. Yes. Gotta love it. Yeah, I noticed uh, we're a little short in the studio today. We are short. I don't feel the music in my heart. You you have to bring us in this time. I got to bring us in. Oh, no, wait, actually, I got the Carvey intro still. Oh, yeah. You want to do the Carvey intro? Yeah, go ahead and do it. All right, Carvey, bring us in, brother. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, for the millions wait on the that's lag. Yeah, I don't want to step <laughs> on the billions much. that's going to watch all over. Let him do his thing. Are you ready? I'm ready. We're ready. Right over no, the top Thomas. Of yeah. Are you ready? There it is. I'm ready. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Hell yeah. Now introducing Carvey Jackson, Big P, and our special guest, Thomas Frost. This is d Sports. <sighs> All right. Anyways, as you can see, we had to digitally bring Carvey in on the show today. <laughs> the magic of television. <laughs> he had some family stuff he had to take care of. Yeah. So, Carvey, get everybody better. Keep your family safe, brother. We'll miss you. Yeah, it, it seems like our, our plans have all fell through today a little bit. A little bit. But we'll, we'll get it worked out, won't we? I already got it worked out. All right, that's good. That's good. Um, we got a little bit of a developing story. Do you want to lead off of that? Or Yeah, go ahead. You, you're the one that found it. You're the one that breaks it. Okay, so uh, according to Brian Davis at USA Today, Texas linebacker Jake Ellinger, brother of Colts draftee Sam Ellinger, was found dead off campus at the University of Texas in Austin. Uh, it's kind of a developing story. They don't know what's going on, just just finding out about it. But, you know, Colts fans, anybody that's, that's you know, a sports fan, keep your prayers out there for the Ellinger family. You know, this should be a, a, a week of celebration for them. And it's, Didn't he just lose his dad? Or not just lose his dad, but he lost his dad when he was at a young age. Yeah. yeah. And so now he's lost tragic. his younger brother. And yeah. that, that dude's kind of be going through some mental issues right now. Yeah, right now they're saying there's uh, there's no cause of death or any other details, but they're saying that it doesn't look suspicious. All right. Well, if if you get the notifications or, you know, keep us filled in on the Facebook page, could you? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do that. Awesome. You rock. Adam J, what's up, brother? He says, ready to see uh, Quiddy Pay go up against Twyquan Lewis in a sack contest while the other new stud, Deo, heals up. Brother, you and me both. Yeah, I I'm telling you, I, I feel like uh, the Colts, I think the Colts uh, quite possibly hit a home run with their first their first pick in the draft this year. Second pick, too. The second pick, I don't think it's going to be as readily evident. But I think next season, not this one, but next season, I think having a combination of, uh, I want to hear you say it, Deo Odeyingbo and Deo. Deo. <laughs> Deo Odeyingbo. You know, that's going to be going all over oh, the stadium. Man. Beetlejuice and all kinds of stuff <laughs> playing around. But, no, I, I, I think uh, 
I think those those two are, are great picks. I think Chris Ballard's really on base that, but I think the rest of I think we really need to be having a conversation with some people. I'm, I don't know I'm why. I'm kind of confused with some of it. I, I don't know. Maybe, let's bounce it off each other and talk about it. Okay, this is the way I see, it. and I you know I read I read all the comments too. Everybody's saying how bad Chris Ballard missed in this draft, and I don't see it that way. Yeah. If the guy's not there that you're targeting, don't just fill the position. Yeah. Go after your next target, and that to me that's the way I see went down this year. Yeah. You know. Um, Everybody was expecting Chris Ballard to trade back. Mm-hmm. You know, that's his M.O. Trade back, get a bunch of capital in the second, third rounds. You know, yeah. and and you strike gold. The trade partners weren't there this year. No, I don't think they were. So, I, I'm, I'm not going to fault him for that. I mean, he's still in. Well, I'd up. hope not. No, I'm not going to fault him for that. And, and honestly... It's hard for me to say that, you know, Quiddy Pay at the twenty-first pick was their number one target. This is this is who we're going after because I don't I don't think I I didn't have him projected to fall that far. I didn't either. Now let me ask you a question. Maybe you can answer it. Maybe you can't. But don't you think that in the war room they've got five six guys as their main targets? Knowing this guy's going to come off, this guy could come off, this guy could fall. Well, knowing how they set it up, so so you you, you hear you hear the words big board, right? Used a lot during this time of year, and, and scouts talking about. It. So what they'll do is they'll 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 weigh talent versus need, kind of like we do with our little our little mock drafts. And they'll come up with what they consider a grade for each one of these guys, and it'll rank them by grade. Okay, so then you'll go through, and you got all your guys ranked by grade, and then you're, you're going to have basically Vanna White standing up in front of the board there, and as tri- picks come off the board, this guy's pulling the names off the board. And then when it gets now, down, hold on, is it Vanna White or is it some guy? <laughs> some guy named Vanna White. Because some nasty thoughts <laughs> just went right through my head. So. This guy, this guy, this person. You thinking about it now too. This, uh, <laughs> this, this person is pulling names off the board, and you know you got what's left, and the top name that you got on your board. You may look at the top two or three that are left, and then you have a discussion with your guys. Hey, is this who we're going to take? Are we going to field some phone calls? Are we going to trade down? Are we going to trade? You know, trade this pick. I think. Probably, if, if you look at the Colts' greatest need going into this draft, I think our biggest hole was obviously left tackle. Obviously. Obviously. To us, it was obvious. To, to us. But, you know, there's talk now that Tibby, did I say it right? Tibby. Same Tevy. Tevy. Yeah. Um, could actually be the starter coming in to, uh, into training camp. I, I hate to make a projection, but if I took – if I took the talent that the Colts have right now and I had to make the decisions with their personnel, and this this is just strictly my opinion, I'm not saying this is what they're going to do, and I'm not saying this is the best way to do it. By my opinion, I would move Braden Smith to left tackle, leave 
future Hall of Famer Quentin Nelson at his position to where he'll still be a great player instead of just a good one. And then you take Tevi or Pinter or one of the other guys that knows the system and move them to the right tackle where it's less risky that Carson Wentz is going to get hurt. And then you work with it from there. Right tackle, you can deal with it. You know. Yeah, but Carson, when when he rolls, he rolls to the right. A lot. Yeah, but for the for the majority of times when But it's when, not his blind side. It is not. Yeah. So if he is in the pocket, he's not having to worry about it. And maybe that's what they'll do. Yeah. So I, I but I hate to project on that. I just I Ed, just see that the Colts they had options in the first round at left tackle, but I think Quiddy Pay's talent versus the Colts need outshined it. Outshined it. Absolutely. And that's he, he he was to me he's a steal at twenty one. He should have been in my eyes, should have been a top fifteen pick. Easy. I think I had him going even for uh in the top ten. I had him going at eleven to uh Dallas. So to see him fall to us, I wasn't angry at all. No, not a, a, absolutely at all. Now I think uh, there are some question marks with Quiddy Pay that you were. This wasn't a great. This was not a great pass rush class. You don't have that that Miles Garrett or that Jadavian Clowney or Mario Williams, that obvious guy that uh, Chase from Ohio State, Chase Young. You Chase don't Young. have yeah. You don't have that guy that's. That's up there. That's that's got twenty plus sacks. Okay, but going in, going coming in tonight's show, doing our homework and stuff. Um, I've got his stats. Yeah. From two thousand seventeen to th- two thousand twenty. Two thousand seventeen, he was a rookie. He played two games, had four assists, four total tackles. Yeah, I mean his freshman R- year. freshman year, his sophomore. Yeah, sophomore year. It's been a while since I've been in school. <laughs> <laughs> he had he played ten games, had twenty one solos, six assists, total twenty seven for five and a half for losses. Mm-hmm. Two thousand nineteen, he played twelve games, had twenty six solo tackles, twenty four assists, fifty total with twelve and a half for losses, mm-hmm. with six and a half sacks. Last year, COVID year, he played four games. But that's all Michigan played was four games. Michigan missed games, and he got COVID. See, I didn't even know he had yeah, COVID. he got COVID. That's why his – they believe that his – part of the reason why his stock fell was because he had a high troponin level in his blood during his physical, and they thought that it was the sign of a, a heart condition. Right. And this happened to a couple players this year. So, look at his sophomore, junior season. Yeah. Absolutely killed it. If the sacks are a little low, but there's an explanation <coughs> for that too. There's an the system he was in. Exactly. Exactly. <coughs> I, I I've been having discussions with people about this all week. How they're like, oh, he doesn't have any moves. He doesn't you know go The back hell and, he don't. Come back and look at his film. He's got receiver juke moves he throws on those tackles. Come back, come back and look at his film. Most of his plays come to the inside. Most of his highlights. You watch, they're always him spinning to the middle, coming in, uh, hand over to the middle, you know, coming into the, the B gap. 
And the reason for that is he was playing in a 3-4. And what are you doing in a 3-4, coach? You're not on the outside You anymore. contain. You're, you're, you contain. The, the, I can't say. A 3-4 end is not truly an end. No. He, He's a, an end-tackle hybrid, which fits right into the way the, the personnel the Colts like. Right. But in that 3-4, if he sees the play bouncing out, his job yes. his job is to bounce with it. If he sees the play going inside, his job is to be that gap stopper. But his pass rush lane in a 3-4 most of the time is going to be the inside. And that's because the outside linebacker has outside contain in a 3-4. In a 4-3, that's going to change for him. The, in a 3-4, he'll play what they call a three technique. Or he'll end up, or he'll end up playing heads up, on outside shoulder of the guard, inside shoulder of the tackle. In a four-three, he'll be heads up on the tackle or outside shoulder of the tackle. Sometimes, if he gets pulled wide, he'll even be outside the the tight end. So I mean, his game is going to change. He's going to have to set the edge on the run, and he's going to be playing mostly to the outside. And I think you're going to see he's incredibly athletic incredibly athletic he's very strong and i say very strong for his size the kid's what 270 and i say kid he's young too i think he's only 21 22 so it's a pup oh i'm telling you that's a big pup though <laughs> that is a that is an english mastiff pup right there man i'm i i'm really excited about him i I'm am really too when when he was falling and falling, I man, I was licking my chops. Please let him be there. Please let him yeah. be there. And if you remember my mock draft, I kept the Colts going defensive end. Yeah, except you had Russo. I had Russo. I had I had the wrong player, right position. Yeah. In my mock draft, and it was just because I felt that that position was less in this year's draft where. Mm -hmm. Your offensive tackles, your your O line was more, so you're going to pick up the value. Now, when they went Deo second round, that's what threw me off. Well, I'm like, I really thought they were going to try to do a little uh, balance act here and and pick up good quality offensive tackle that we need. Yeah, we know yeah. we need it as a gaping hole here, and they went another defensive end. Well, but go back and look at that look, falls down to the big board again. So you look at left tackle this year. It was it was uh, Penny Sewell, Rashawn Slater, uh, Christian Derisaw, Tevin Jenkins, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. He can play guard and tackle, and it was Sam Cosby. And uh, was the, the Notre Dame kid, uh, Liam. No, no. Yeah, you don't collect, count no, him? No, no, I'm not counting him. I would have been happy with I'm him. I'm not counting him as a, a top uh, – I, I didn't have him in my top 50. I would have so, been happy with him. But, to me, I'm watching it go off the board. Penny Sewell, we're not getting him, whatever. You know, Christian Derisaw, off the board. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, off the board. You know, I'm just, I'm just watching them all fall off the board. We get down to, like, four picks left, and the only guy left that I saw on the board – that was worthy of being a starting left tackle in the NFL in my eyes this year, I say this year, was Samuel Cosme. And when he came off the board two picks before us, I was like, 
Well, that position didn't get filled this season. So no, but there's and I don't blame Ballard. I don't blame him. You can't. No, you can't. You you you, you got to go with whatever talent's available. So you got what they're doing now with free agency. They they they're looking at Eric Fisher. They're talking to Charles Leno. So I mean, they're gonna they're gonna fill the position. They got to do it. I mean, just flat. You can't go out there without one. So somebody's going to be there. And I don't think anybody that's on the roster is worse than what was left in the draft after Cosby came off the board. So we went with the best The best thing we could do at that point, just go to the next guy on your board, Deo Yingbo. To me, he's a bit of a gamble because, because of the injury. And that's it. That's it. And it – you compare him to other players in the NFL, and what's funny, to me, he looks just like Danico Autry. Really? And that's it's it's like it's it's like a clone to me. I don't think, and I and I don't think Autry was valued enough, but to see the availability of somebody like that that can play inside, play outside, you know, he can play tackle, he can play end, he can play nose in a pinch. He'll be able to play all the special teams positions you want on the defensive line. He can fill in in goal line situations once he's healthy. I, I think it's a great pickup. He's, he's I do very too. versatile for a defensive I, lineman. I do too. I, and one thing we haven't mentioned on either one of these first two picks is their speed. Yeah, there's not. They're run, I think uh, Kawiti ran a what, a 4-5? Yeah, and I don't know what Dayo ran, but I know if well, I, I don't know, but if if my Dayo memory didn't run one, so but then what is they saying? He he was he, like he blew he blew his Achilles tendon preparing for the Senior Bowl, right? But man, I could have swore I read somewhere where he was in the the low fours, I, you know, because I mean, they got it, stats on him before he blew his Achilles. To me, if you go back and you look you look at him on film, you look at him uh, his highlights. You see the athleticism's there. He's very raw. He's very raw. But they're going to coach these guys up. He's, he's strong. He's athletic. He's got a nose for the ball. And, and, and Odie Yangbo, even more than pay, his motor don't quit. No. And, and, and that's to me, is his strongest character that you can't coach. Well, and, he has and to this... know that he blew out his Achilles tendon working out. That says his work ethic's fantastic. Yeah. You can't teach guys how to have a nose for the ball. No. No, it's instinct. It's, it's yeah. either there or it's not. And Quiddy and Dale have it. Yeah. Absolutely have it. And my thing is, with their wingspan and their speed, mm-hmm. the quarterbacks we're going to be going up against in our division – to get to the Super Bowl, we need that. Oh, I'm, we have to have that. I really believe that. I really believe that. And and something else that has to be factored in here is who they're going to be playing with. DeForest Buckner is already creating great players around him being there. Grover Stewart, who the hell was Grover Stewart before last year? He was just another Body on the bench, and now all of a sudden he's oh he's the next great run stuffer for the Colts. And these guys are coming in to a team 
that just had the defensive rookie of the year, middle linebacker, uh, yeah, a couple I mean, years ago. That's yeah. that's going to be Julian, in Julian Black. That's going to be in Who's his gonna be ear this year because he's going to be a hundred percent healthy and he's learning the system. Yep. I don't think that the I don't think the defense took a step back, even though we we're quite possibly losing Justin Houston. I don't think we're taking a step back. I I'm almost guaranteed we lost Justin Houston. Yeah, it doesn't. It does not look like they're they're trying to resign. No. Which is shameful because I like Justin Houston. Yeah. But you know, you got to move on. You got to grow. Yeah. I mean, and, and honestly, th- 30, I, 32, 33 years old, and he's he's going to be garnering a somewhere around twenty five million dollars for a two year contract. I mean, you got to move on. Got to. Yeah, I don't I don't blame Chris Ballard one bit for this draft. Um, it threw me off. I, I'll be honest, but with I'm you. not upset with it. I, I I give them a higher grade than everybody else has been giving them. It's grown on me just in the last week, but to be honest with you, on Saturday afternoon when we got done with the draft, I was like, "Really, really? This is what? What?" But you know what? I've done that every year since Chris Ballard's been here. The only the only first pick that Chris Ballard's made that I was super excited about isn't even playing for the Colts anymore. So who was that? Malik Hooker. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, yeah, he signed with Miami, didn't he? Yeah, I, I mean, I wanted to throw a tennis shoe at the TV over Darius Leonard, and, <laughs> and you can see how wrong I was about that. So at first, when they they drafted Darius Leonard, I'm like, who? And then I go and I I, I search him out, search his highlights, and I'm thinking, oh sweet Jesus! I mean, you know, I know that dude from his highlights. I'm not going to say that I thought he was special just because he was playing at at South Carolina State. I was like, of course he's going to look that damn good at South Carolina State. He's playing against a bunch of kids. He was faster than everybody else on his film. He's stronger than everybody else on his film. What I didn't realize was that he was going to get in the NFL and he was going to be faster than everybody else. (laughs) 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 You know, it's okay, okay. I'm I'm fine with that now. (laughs) I'm good with that pick. But no, I, 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 I like the first two picks, definitely. Let's talk about past that. All right. We didn't get a pick in the third round, right? Correct. So, who did we get in the fourth round, Pat? Kylan Granson. Kylan Granson. Tight end. Six foot, two inch, 235 pound Kylan Granson from SMU, tight end. This is this is not a it's not a bad pick, especially being in the fourth round. I don't I don't I don't think it's a bad pick. I think he's going to need to do some work, as any fourth round pick is going to have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the comparisons I, I I like to compare him I I like to compare him to Trey Burton is who he reminds me of. I've heard that mentioned several times. That he's, comparison. Yeah, he's he's not super big. He's not a great blocker. That's that's so far that's the knock I see on him and from what I've from what I've heard because I haven't watched every minute of every film that he's ever played he's got some drops issues. But being 6 foot 2 maybe his hands aren't quite big enough. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But what I saw of him 
the, the film I saw of him, he was sure-handed. He runs, he's a decent route runner. He's fast for the position. Uh, he gets vertical real well. And he creates space well for, for a smaller guy. You know what stands out with me? What's Watching that? his highlights? Him dropping the shoulder. Oh, yeah, he'll go he, get it. He's not afraid to drop that shoulder and he'll get those extra get yards. And there was several times he broke through and scored. Well, and I'll tell you, being as athletic as he is, he's going to fill in at a spot that he needs to fill in at. He'll be good on special teams. He'll be very good on special teams. He'll be good on punt team. He'll be good on uh, your your kickoff team. Where you think he'll be receiving the kicks? No, no, no. He might be on he might be on the kickoff return team as a blocker because he might be good at getting in the way. He's athletic <laughs> enough, but he's he's not a great blocker. But I th- I think he can get after it. He's he's quick for his size. He's real quick for his size. He, man, six two. 230 pounds. That's that's a lot of man. Shoot up. He's, he's shortish. To, to shoot across the field. For a tight end, he's shortish. He's just a little short. They they like him about 6'5 and up. Still, that's a lot of man just to, you know, to, yeah. to take that third check down and, and dump it off if you have to. He's a, little, he's a little big to be a wide receiver and a little small to be a tight end. He's kind of a tweener. But, I mean, as – H-back situation, you're in the goal line situation, he can full, fill in at fullback and, and move, go in motion across the, the formation. You can hide the, the inability to block. It's not a big deal. Right. But he'd be great in uh, red zone situations to pass to. That goal line fade that nobody likes or that drag route, he'd be good for that. He'd be good for that. Yeah, so I'm not. You're spider two wide banana. <laughs> I'm not upset with that pick at all. No, nah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. not ups- I'm not upset. Um, it grew on me at first. I, I was again at first. I was like, ah, okay, whatever. I think Jack's contract's up this year. Yeah, I, uh, he's Mo, not going to replace Jack Doyle. Mo Alley just signed his tenure, or not tenure, but his his, his tender, his his restricted free agency. Okay, tenure. so you okay. Yeah. Uh, sign that. So you got to have that depth. Yeah, I think. And he, then this, I this think is, he's a great depth piece that can get the job done. Yeah. Well, and and this might be this might be a situation where they're calling Trey Burton and be like, "Hey, dude, you want to sign with us now? We don't need you, but you know, you can come in and fight for a spot. You know, because may, maybe they've been having some issues with that. I don't know, because they haven't re-signed him yet." And and honestly, I felt like they should have re-signed Trey Burton by now. He was always good with Carson Wentz before. But there you go. Yeah. Let's move yeah. on to the next one. Uh-huh. Who did they get in the fifth round, P? Fifth round, Sean Davis. Safety out of Florida. Now, this kid is only 5'11". Yeah. That's my height. Mm-hmm. Very short. Mm-hmm. He's not built safety. quite like you, though. No, uh, <laughs> he's actually he's built a lot better than me. <laughs> uh, man, watching his tapes, this kid hits. He hits hard with a ton of bricks behind him, man. Yeah. Um, 
he's got that Kenny Moorish knows how to be in the right position at the right time. Maybe a poor man's Kenny Moore. He's not. Well, I'm not. Yeah. I didn't say completely. I said right spot at the right time. Yeah. He does uh, highlights. Now I didn't go back and watch. Yeah, every you watched Florida, all twenty-two Florida game. Yeah. You know, to to get the good yeah, and the bad. You know, and the highlights are only going to show you the good. But from what I've seen, this kid, this kid could be something special. This kid could definitely step in. Do a hell of a good job. And he's going to knock somebody's friggin' bells loose. Being a fifth-round pick and playing in a, a big-time system like Florida. And Florida, you may not agree with it watching this, but Florida is a big-time system. You're big playing, time. You're playing against great talent every week. He's in there, and he's he's putting a hat on people. He's batting down balls. But don't make any mistakes. He's not flying around like he's, you know, he's not Deion Sanders. This isn't the fastest kid on the planet. No. He's not the biggest, the strongest. The athleticism isn't quite – it isn't quite what I would say is elite. But I don't think he has any regard for his body. <laughs> he's he's going to stick his chest right in your face. You know, it's it's – He's a he's a very physical player, and he's smart. He seems to be smart. Very smart, and, and and his tackling technique is superb. Yes, you know um, he's a great tackler. One of the things, one other thing that I definitely seen from the highlights is you're not going to sh- shook him out of his shoes. He's going to square up with you. Yeah, he's got good technique. You know, he, he's going he's, he's going to keep his, his his shoulders parallel with yeah. you, and he's going to hit you. You're not getting away from this guy yeah. once once you're on his radar. Yeah. You know, a lot of people get jumped over. A lot of people get stiffed arm because it's lack of – damn, I lost the damn word. Um, Athleticism? No. Would, technique? I, technique. It's lack of technique, and that's how people get stiffed arm to the ground. That's how they get jumped over. That's how they get shook out of their shoes. You're not. I don't gonna, think you're going to see a lot of that. I don't think you're going to see a lot of that out of him. I don't think he's going to get just beat a lot. I don't either. Um, again, because he's such a late round pick, and because of the Colts' depth at that position, I think you're going to see Sean Davis is likely going to be. He's a depth piece. He's going to be a special teams guy. He's got to be a special teams guy. Oh, he's definitely a gunner. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he looks like he'd be a gunner. If he's not on your kickoff team, you're you're failing as a special teams coach. I, I think so. Uh, he's 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 good enough to play those right now with very little coaching. So agree. And like you said, he's he's going to make a good depth piece. Yeah. In case Blackman gets hurt again. In case Kari gets hurt. Yeah, you know whatever circumstances. Well, and he might be he might end up being a dime back. But I mean, you you look at the, what the Colts have. They got Xavier Rhodes. They got Julian Blackman. Got Kari Willis. Got Kenny Moore. T.J. Carey. Rocky Sin. We we're five six deep at defensive back already. You know these that that are very solid. I wouldn't say any of those guys is a, a liability. I wouldn't either. So. He's going to have to – he's really going to have to compete to bust into even being a dime back right now. 
I I, I like it so yeah. far. I I like all the all the picks. Like like I was saying earlier, Ballard did throw me a loop, especially this next pick. You're talking about uh, Ellinger. Yep, sixth round pick, 218th overall. Quarterback out of Texas, 6'1", 220 pounds. Uh, man, I got his stats here, Coach, if you want. Go ahead and rattle off some stuff. Uh, well, his career at Texas, 11,436 yards. He, he is. 94 uh, touchdowns to 27 interceptions. QB rating of 145. I tell you what. Not bad. No, Ellinger has been a top 10 quarterback in the NCAA for probably the last three years. I mean, just honestly, he's he's always been up there at the top of the game, uh, but he's never quite been, you know, he's, he's, he's not going to surpass Trevor Lawrence. He's not going to surpass uh, Justin Fields, those guys. He's never been the top two or three. But he's an elite college quarterback. Don't don't get that wrong because he's in the sixth round. If you guys haven't seen him, go back and look at some of his tape. Uh, the scouting comparisons they they compare him to Mitch Trubisky, and I'm not talking about throwing a bunch of interceptions and inaccurate <laughs> and doesn't know how to See, make decisions. I don't, I don't like that I'm, comparison. I'm, I'm talking about the college Mitchell Trubisky. Okay, the guy that only had 14 starts and everybody made you know made him into the next coming into the greatest thing ever and got to be the third pick for the Bears. Uh, Ellinger, he's he's smallish for a quarterback. He's a bit on the small side, only being 6'1". Six 6'1". One. Six one. So you've got to kind of move him around and find windows for him to pass through, kind of like uh, Russell Wilson or Drew Brees. But he's incredibly athletic. They ran him a lot with the read option, which having Carson Wentz makes a lot of sense that they're they're possibly going to go in that direction and just scoot Jacob Eason on down the road because he doesn't fit the mold of what the Colts are doing anymore. I think if you had Eason in there as a backup for Phillip Rivers, who stands in the pocket, your offensive line's used to making a, a – a bowl. A bowl, you know, just a, a, a your standard staying still pocket. It's very different than what you're going to have with what Andrew Luck brought and now what Carson Wentz is going to bring to the game where the pocket will move, where he's going to roll out, where he's going to scramble a little bit. You get that with Ellinger. And if Ellinger's good enough, there have also been comparisons to Taysom Hill. And see, and and, the show. and that's the comparison that I'm hearing the most. Yeah, is to Taysom Hill because he's so athletic, you know, with his arm, with his feet, with his decision making. Man, how do you pass something up like that? I don't think you can. Even, especially you can. if the tackle is not there. Yeah, you know, Chris Ballard told well, by us by round six. Chris Ballard told us at the before the draft, I'm not reaching. I'm not going to reach and so for far, a guy. If you look, that he hasn't. Done I know it. is not going to stay in this position. Yeah, he hasn't done it. Fill the other holes, fill the other needs, and, and work we'll come on. Back the, and worry about it later. Come back. Yeah, there's still plenty of off seats to fill that spot. Yeah, plenty of names out there. Just still fill that spot. 
and we don't know 100% that he's not comfortable with who's on the roster now to fill that spot. There might be more to it than we know. Absolutely. You know, so to say that, you know. This oh, isn't Madden, guys. <laughs> no, it's definitely yeah. not Madden. For him to pick a quarterback threw me off because I didn't see it coming. We got a young quarterback. I was really seeing them uh, bringing in a veteran quarterback to, you know, to play that backup role. Case Wentz does go down. I really thought they were just going to roll with Easton as the backup. And then you have Easton as your third string. But to bring another rookie quarterback in well, to, and, to compete for the second I, and third string, there you go. that threw that, me off. To me, but that, I'm not upset with th- it. Does that say something about their faith in Eason, too? Oh, man. I mean, does that's it? That's a big speculation question. Because, I mean, if Eason was, was solid enough, quarterback wouldn't even be on the radar. But the fact that they were like, mm, just, See, all the reports. Go get him. All the reports I've gotten as, you know, Easton's working hard, he's doing well, learning the system, you know, everybody's happy with him. But wasn't that the knock on him before he got here was his work ethic? I believe that was one of them, yes. So maybe there's something to that that we're not seeing. Because, hell, we've never even seen the guy anywhere but on the sideline. So we'll find out. We're going to have a preseason this year. Yeah, we're going to have a training camp this yeah. year. I, I do believe we will have training camp. Yeah. Uh, they're, gear, every, they're gearing everything up to have it, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't see them having it – or not having it. Yeah. Okay, now this next one, Coach. You feel like this was a makeup call? You're like, guys, guys, we got to pick a – we got to pick a flipping tackle or everybody in Indianapolis is going to be outside our door oh, with pitchforks. You're, you're forgetting and... Mike uh, Strom. Oh, Michael Straken. Straken. That... Yes, from Charleston. Yes. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, wide receiver. Now, let, let, let me put this out here to you and let me see if you can figure out who I'm talking about. Six foot four, 226 pound wide receiver drafted by the Colts. Am I talking about Desmond Patman? Am I talking about Michael Pittman? Am I talking about Michael Strachan? I think there's definitely a a role they're trying to fill here. Yeah. You know, I watched his highlights. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Got some work to do. He'll high point that ball. At at this position in the draft to say you're going to bring in a project and work with him? Yeah. Yeah. Of course he is. Go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, did I know the guy? No. Nah, did I have to go back and, 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 and do some research and find him? Not as much as I did EJ Speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not upset with it. I'm not upset with that. Bring a young guy at, in. At teach him. Draft, coach him up. He's, you never know. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the hands. Yeah, he's got it, I to mean, me, what, what I saw of him, he's got great size. He knows how to use his body to get separation. Every catch I saw him make, and I hope nobody out there is friends with the quarterback from Charleston. 
<laughs> but every stinking throw to that poor kid seemed like it was behind him or underthrown. And he was having to make some athletic play to go get it. But he he was doing it. Yep. Now, I don't know if you got a stat line on him. Uh, Probably. But not. I guarantee you he was the best receiver on his team. Now, if team stats, I don't. Uh, 2019, he had 1,300 receiving yards. Uh, 18, he had 1,000 receiving yards. Oh, 2017, he only played – he only had one reception for six yards. He yeah. didn't play his, his freshman year, and they didn't play any last year. Yeah, so see, this is why a lot of guys fell. A lot of guys fell because of the COVID. Yeah. A lot they, of the, they didn't get noticed. You see in college football on TV, but that was only the major programs. Yeah. All the other programs the did enti- not the play. The entire Ivy League didn't play at all. Right. So, guys, sorry, Ryan Fitzpatrick wouldn't have been in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, but I mean, seriously, it's 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 a weird year. So, to have a guy that, that has played multiple years, even though, though he's at a small school, they might have found a diamond in the rough. I'm not going to say he's going to come out and be your next – Number one wide receiver. To be honest with you, where he was drafted, he'll be lucky to make the team. You know, being that late in the draft. And with the depth the Colts have at that position, he might end up on the practice squad. But you never know. You never know. He might come out in training camp and blow everybody away. That's the roll of the dice you take this late in the draft. It's boom or bust. And the thing is, at that position, at that draft it's not spot, a it's not a game. That's what you want. Yeah. You want to be able to roll the dice and hey, if I miss on this one, I'm not hurt. Yeah. But if I hit on this one, I'm gonna look like a woo! genius. Woo! Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean Right. Yeah. That's you know, what you're hoping for. Uh, Man, I wish I would have kept it. But they somebody was showing off the stats um, of all the first-round picks. And 97, 98% of them didn't do shit. Yeah. Didn't do nothing. You know, it's these second, nobody's third, fourth-rounders. No, nobody's that, a sure thing. Nobody's a sure thing. That really thing. blow up. Yeah. Usually. So, there you go. But, yeah, like I said, did I see him going for, you know, a receiver late in the draft? I did see it. Yeah. Didn't know who the hell it was going to be, and and damn sure didn't know it was going to be this guy. Yeah. You know, because I had to look him up. Yeah, but go back a few years, you had to look up T.Y. Hilton too, didn't you? You sure did. You absolutely did. He was a fifth-round pick out of Florida International. And I hate to say it, grips and hits on that one. Yeah. They might be the was only a, one. Yeah. <laughs> well, he 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 drafted Luck too. Yeah. You but know that what? that was I could I could yeah that was a no brainer. I, I wouldn't even need help with that one. <laughs> All right. Let's now we'll get to that last pick, the one I was kind of. That's our makeup call. Okay. That's our makeup call. Go for it, coach. This is the the this is the pitchforks and torches out in front of Fifty Sixth Street. 
You know, <laughs> where's my tackle? Yeah, we, where's my we tackle? Didn't, we didn't get a tackle in this draft. <laughs> they go out and they get Will Fry's Penn State tackle in the seventh round with their very last pick. This guy's not going to start at left tackle. He will not start at left tackle, possibly in his career. But I don't think it was a bad pick. It's a he's a depth piece. He's he's versatile enough. He can play guard. He can play right tackle. He can play left tackle. If you need a guy, that's that's who this is. That's who this is. He's gonna. Fill in your. He's gonna fill in a role on a practice squad. He's gonna hold a pad during drills. He's that's this guy. I disagree with you. I, I'm I'm sorry. Now, I'm not saying what, he's, what I saw of him. I'm not saying he's gonna start yeah. day one because he's not. Obviously, but he's good enough to get into the NFL. What I seen, <laughs> he's big enough. He's strong enough. He just has to work on his his footwork. His, his, there's more to it than that. His footwork looked like they, he was had cinder blocks on his feet. Yeah. And, you know, and you can't do that. Not at tackle. Especially, not at this level. Especially not not at, with tackle. this speed. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. You know, you got to be able to step and go. Step and go. I mean, like it's a breath to you. Yeah. You know, and that's what I saw. He's got good hands. He's He's got good body position. But his feet work is horrible. And it looks like they got center blocks on. That's coachable. He stands up too straight also. That's coachable, though. Yes. That's all technique. I look That's at- all technique, coach. And you can coach that out yeah. of these guys. And you put him Hopefully. next, you know, to Quentin Nelson. He's going to make him better. Already. Just knowing that you're next to Quentin Nelson is going to elevate your game. If not, you are a friggin' scrub the day you was born. Yeah. You know, if Stephen A. Smith was sitting at this table, it's going to elevate our game just because of who we are around. Yeah. You know, so, you know, can Quentin teach him this? Can the coaches teach, you know, teach this guy this? I think so. I, I see him being... Not this year, maybe not even next year, but I see him being on that O line. He's he's a piece of the team. He's I I, the team. I do see it. He's big enough. He's strong enough. Uh, evidently, he's he's athletic enough because you can put him at tackle, guard, right side, left side. You can put him at center. You know what I mean? That's a special. That's why he's valuable. That's a special player. That's why he's not to where you know you can you can put him wherever the hell you want to, and he's going to do his job. Now yeah. at this level, protecting Carson Wentz's blind side, he's not ready. No, absolutely not ready. I'll be the first to admit it. But I do see um, this last pick late in the round being another project. Hey, if we can yeah, coach he's this, a pro- he's definitely we, a project. If we can coach this kid to do this. If we can coach this kid to stop doing this, you know, because like you said, he does. He does stand straight up almost like a board. Yeah. You know, DeForest would have his way with him. You oh, you, you, stand, you stand up against a talent like DeForest. You're going to be on your back. You are. It, you know, that's yep. just the way it is. You know, but that's coachable. It is. I hope. 
rolling that dice if they if they coach him right and 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 he adapts to it yeah man you got a steal you got one hell of a value piece for a steal well and they're gotta coach him though jeff saturday wasn't even drafted no no he wasn't and he was very undersized for that position yes so I, i i agree with that i agree with that and I'm not. I'm not questioning. Don't get me wrong. I'm not questioning this pick. Oh, you are. You, you, you se- questioned se- Ballard all friggin' night long, and it's I'm se- sick of it. It's se- <laughs> it's it's a seventh round pick. You know, whatever, whatever. Hey, if he comes out, if Will Fries comes out, and he makes the team, and he learns and he learns and he learns, and then he ends up being an offensive line coach somewhere. To me, that's great. That's fantastic because football is his life. He's he's done it. He's made yep. it. You know, if he he can stop playing right now and, and still, if you ask me, you've had a successful football career. Yes, yes. You made it to he's the a, highest he level. Was a, he was a starting Big Ten tackle. I mean, that's that's no and starting guard and yeah. starting center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, he's he's yeah, he's made. But what does surprise me though, um, and coach, you know this. You've you've coached at the next level, past high school, you know, past college. Why didn't he get this coaching at Penn State? I don't know who the coaches are there now. I don't think. But whoever's there failed this kid, if you ask me. I don't think it's it's. You get to a, I think you get to a level, a certain level where where your talent overshadows your technique sometimes. And when I say okay. talent, your athletic ability, your strength, whatever. And maybe they saw in in Will Fries that, yeah, this we're 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 going to talk to him about it, but you know, really, we don't have time to spend on this guy because we got to fix this guy over here that's so much worse than Will because this guy's not even going to make the NFL. We got to we got to cover this this blemish up much more than we got to cover up this guy. So we're gonna spend our time working on the guy next to him. And will hey you're doing you're doing a good job. You haven't gave up a sack all season. Great. But the fact is fact is that he's gotten by on the fact that he's strong or the fact that he's quick or the fact that he knows he knows where he needs to be. But maybe his techniques to a keep him sloppy. out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, everybody's got. There, there's a reason why, like you said, like you said, there's a reason why he ended up in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and go back to your your rolling the dice thing. It, man, I think this could be one of those. Uh, it's a no lose. It's a what, no-lose. the. This is one of the ones that's going to be a winner. This is going to be the diamond in the rough that nobody expected. Well, Will who? Look, who? Who did look, we just draft? Will who? Look at Danny Pinter last year. I know when they drafted Pinter, I was like, uh, "Not the Ball State." Yeah, I was like, "Does they, Ball State even have a football team?" I was like, they drafted Pinter because they, they they're not going to pay for a plane Actually, ticket to get him to training camp. My old <laughs> that's, that's that's what I thought last year. I think I said it on our show. They're not going to they're, they're not going to pay for a plane ticket to get him to training camp. He shows up, and he makes the team. And honestly, he filled in some key situations, and he might end up being your starting right tackle. And done well. 
Yeah, he did a very good job. The 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 coach for Ball State Cardinals is one of my old quarterbacks from my high school. Man, I tell you what, he, he Mike knew. He did a fantastic I was, uh, job. I was a sophomore when he was a senior. Okay. Yeah. So great. I know he doesn't remember me, but <laughs> you know I remember him because I used to get in trouble because. You know, I was a sophomore going against the seniors, and yeah. I didn't give a shit. I was hitting everybody I could, <laughs> so I hit him too if I broke through the line. You yeah. know, so I had all the seniors mad at me that year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've uh, we've covered the draft pretty well for the Colts. If you had to give them, if you had to, give I was them just a getting grade, ready to ask you. <laughs> if you had to give them a grade, what would you give them? <sighs> Knowing more about the draft and knowing more about the processes of the draft um, than I did just last year. Yeah. Seeing what came off the board, seeing what we did shore up, I'm extremely happy with. You know, because if and, and, and Chris Ballard told us before the draft, I am not reaching. If my guy's not there, yeah. I'm not reaching for it. I'm not going to – I'm not doing it. Yeah. Kiss my ass. I ain't doing it. <laughs> he might not have said that part. Yeah. And he didn't. You know, so I definitely give Chris Ballard um, major, major respect for sticking to his guns, mm-hmm. you know, and not being that wishy-washy front office guy that's trying to please everybody. Yeah. You can't do your job and please everybody. You got to go in with blinders and do your damn job. And to me, Chris Ballard did yeah, that. He did his job. Um, was I surprised? Yes. Uh, you from, always are. From you, you always from the be. second pick to the seventh. Yeah. I was surprised because I didn't see going double tight end for one and two this year. One I did, but that was it. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy. I'm I'm very happy because we have to get to the quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You have to. And if there was a if there was a deficiency on the defense, that was it. There was a need. He found he had his guys on the board, he took them. Yeah. Now was it the tackle spot? Was it this spot? Was it that spot? No, he took the best talent. And plugged them into needs that the team needed. Okay. You knew you were, you were losing Justin Houston. You didn't resign him by now. You ain't going to. No. You lost to Nico Altry to uh, Tennessee. You got to fill that in. Muhammad's done good, and I think he can he can continue. Twyquan Lewis is improving. Can, can get better. Twyquan Lewis is an absolute stud. Yeah. Um, Green. Grover Stewart. Uh, Grover Stewart, not Green. Um but you know you still need to build on that front seven. Yeah. You got to. You and got to the, and, and that's exactly what he did. Um, the other picks. Give it a grade, Pat. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give him an A. I know you want no, to. No, I, I, I'm not going to go A because I, I did expect more trading out of him. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't get Maybe it. Maybe it just wasn't there, though. But And it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. I watched his press conferences. He said, you know, the people that were on the phone um, just wasn't giving up enough to lose this particular p- player. Yeah. He's 
He, he, I wouldn't want to buy a used car off Chris. Oh Bell. my God, he could open a car <laughs> lot and become a gazillionaire. Yeah. But my grade is a B plus. Okay. Solid, solid B plus, inking into A minus. Okay. What so, about you? So, Chris Ballard, if if you look at his job in the draft every year, I think I think you can equate it to a slugger up to bat. Okay, so – and I'm not saying with every pick. I'm saying with every draft. So, like, maybe his first draft was a triple. Second draft is a home run. You know, yeah. this year he gets up to bat. He's not facing somebody that's throwing him meatballs this year. This is a knuckleball pitcher. You get on base, you did a good job. Chris Ballard this year, to me, he didn't swing for the fences. He got on base. And, I mean, and the reason I say that was because there was no big deals to be had. We didn't have great picks as far as positioning. And it's, again, it's because in the past we've been successful. So now it's it's actually going to be tougher on him to make great picks. So he's done such a good job in the second and third round the last few years. Picking up Jonathan Taylor. Picking up. Darius Leonard, you know, getting these guys. Braden Smith. Braden Smith, Naheem Hines. I mean, you can just keep naming them off and naming them off and naming them off. Anthony Walker. Yeah, all these guys that he got in the middle rounds where a lot of teams tend to fade and lose their focus after they – you better hit a home run with your first pick if it's in the first round. You better hit one or your job's on the line. He's making his living in the second and third round. And that says something about his ability to evaluate talent. Absolutely. So, seeing this year, he got a good first-round pick, and he still took his second-round mindset with it. He went and got the best talent. He didn't reach for a position. He could have. He could have. The guys, the guys, there were guys there at a position that he really needed, but he didn't reach. He took the best talent available. He didn't, he didn't pass up on Quiddy Pay. And it still plugged needs. Still fits a need. Still yeah. fits a need. So I'm I'm not gonna give him an A either. And I'm gonna go a little bit below you, but just just because like like you said, there there was no deals to be made. I don't think it was a tough year to follow what you have done, tough, like you said. It's tough to evaluate the talent in the later rounds this year before the season even starts. Yeah. So, for me to say that this is a bad draft or a good draft, it's a little tough this season. But I'm, I'm going to give him a C-plus, B-minus right there, right there, because I think he did a better-than-adequate job. But what what more could he have done? You know, it's yeah, like besides said, he got that knuckleball pitch this year and he got on base. Trading, trading the farm to get the one per pick. Yeah. You know, we didn't make we didn't make any big splashes like what, Chicago did. Look what San Fran gave up to get Trey Lance. To get Trey Lance, that's not yeah. even going to start next year. That's, Possibly not starting the following that's a year. Big gamble too. Whoo! Because I liken that pick a lot to Mitchell Trubisky. We talked about him earlier in the night already. Yes, I liken that pick to Mitchell Trubisky because how many starts did Mitchell Trubisky have? And Mitchell Trubisky played in a big conference. 
Trey Lance is coming from where? South Dakota South State. Dakota State. The Pry University. <laughs> I mean, he was playing against me and you. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. okay. I liked I like the guy. You yeah. know, he's he looks like a great from all athlete. the interviews I've seen and and his pro days, I'm like, hey, this kid's got some talent. Now, is he day one starter? No, not likely. You know, and I didn't. I still don't agree with him jumping over uh, Justin Fields. I still don't agree with Zach Wilson jumping over Justin Fields. I think we're going to look back in a couple years, and people are going to be scratching their heads over that pick. Yeah, they it very well could be. You know, so. You're either going to be mad that he didn't make a, a a giant splash for one guy, yeah, or you're not. But I, you know what? I would rather be upset the whole week of the draft, wondering what the hell Chris Ballard did, than go back at the end of the season and say, "Well, that was a dumb pick." <laughs> you know what the yeah, hell were you thinking? Yeah, we come we come back at the end of the season, and I'm saying like I have been the last three years. Well, man, I never thought Sean Davis was going to turn into the next Cam Chancellor. Bob Sanders. Yeah, I mean, you you never know. Bob Sanders was a short, stocky, hard-hitting. You never know. uh, Defensive player of the year. He's another one of those guys I I scratched my head over, but that last – You scratched your head over Bob Sanders? That last good GM that we had did that too. Every year he picked somebody. Mm -hmm. Dallas Clark – what the hell are we going after a tight end for? <laughs> Reggie Wayne? Edrick James? <laughs> I wanted Ricky Williams all day. I ain't going to lie. But, you know, that's the picks that they, they – I love great, them. They, they, I, they make great careers out of. Uh, Bob Sanders coming out of Iowa and Dallas Clark coming out of Iowa. I had to look those guys up because yeah. I did not know who the hell yeah. they were when, when no we drafted clue. them. No clue. Um, but I loved Bob Sanders from the get go. Absolutely loved. Once that he dude. got into the, once he got onto the Colts, I was like, my favorite player of yeah. all time. I got his jersey quick. <laughs> Still got it in my hanging up in my closet. Well, I, we're over. Let's wrap this thing up, Pete, and go home. We're over. You ready to go home? Get some dinner. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm a fat boy. I like to eat. All right, fat boy. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are going to go out to the Ellinger family. Uh, everybody at Texas football, everybody with the Colts. Uh, man, you never know when it's, when it's your time. Love love everyone while you got them, man. Love them while you got them. That's all I can say. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Definitely. Well, and this fat boy's thoughts are going to go out to Carvey. You know, I know he wanted to be here. I know, I know. He's not going to show up. I know, you know, and I miss my little <laughs> buddy. So, yeah. hopefully uh, his his daddy rolls take him to the top. Well, some things do come before even the D-line sports. I yet. don't know about all that, but, okay, whatever. Well, Carvey's got more kids than Phillip Rivers. He's that, take care he, of that's true. That's true. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that's it. it. You know, take care of your family. You know, and that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. You know, so. Good job. Good job, Dad. Maybe maybe next time he stays home, he can watch the show. Because <sighs> I've not even seen him on yet. Oh, I'm heartbroken. I am too. I'm really heartbroken. That's just horrible. It is. But anyways, that's all we got for you guys tonight. Appreciate everybody who jumped in here and watched us. 
Remember, like the, sh like the show, share the show, follow the show, do all that good stuff. Kent says, missing Carvey, he's needed, he is needing some of those chips. Oh, yeah, because I ate a Carvey's chips last week. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that's what we got for you guys. We appreciate all of y'all. Be good to each other. No drinking and driving. And as always, go, go Colts! Colts.